as groovy as it gets. Oprah, can you hear me? Oprah vs. Donald 2020 is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbro and a production of EI Alliance, copyright 2019. America is courtesy of new threads off their new album, Polonius Roma. Want to start off this podcast by thanking President Donald Trump for his shout out to our podcast series in our book, Donald J. Trump. Do you stand with him? Who does he stand with? The science and energy behind Trump. This is Julie, and I'm here with Susan, and uh, we were uh, excited when one of our followers notified us and kind of commented with our Twitter handle in alignment with Donald Trump's tweet, where he said, uh, so great to watch and listen to all these people who write books and talk about my presidential campaign and so many other things related to winning and how I should be doing it. As I take it all in, I then sit back, look around, and say, gee, I'm in the White House, and they're not. (laughs) I find that very humorous and interesting, and uh, just wanted to say thanks for the shout-out, because our book really does talk about, you know, what he did to win, how he won in the energy, because we look at energy, not not politics. Right. And so what's interesting about it is um, when you look at the tweet and when he, you know, a lot of people that responded had to do with his comment about, you know, I then sit back, look around and say, gee, I'm in the White House and they're not. I mean, and that can be interpreted in so many different ways mm-hmm. in that um, what I, what I what we find funny is, number one, is we did talk about how he won. The right. book talks about how he won. And also also how he's doing it, which is funny because you can't see my hands, but I'm yeah, doing those quotations. Yeah, quotations in the air. We use those words. So, you know. And so what's, what's interesting, and I'm going to use the word interesting because I, I could take this and I can get very personal and say, and, you know, his comment about he's in the White House and, and they're not. And I'm not going to interpret it, but it can, I mean, I can, just as I think it, I can do a whole podcast on how that could be interpreted. Mm. So what I find interesting, because this isn't just about Trump, our our podcast, it's also about Oprah, and it's about energy. Right. And so, of course, when I looked at that, I went back to the book, and I looked at a few different things, and I was like, hmm, there's a few different things here that relate. So I I don't know where you were going, Julie, but this is kind of where I'm going with it. Okay. So in our book, we have um, different principles that we highlighted. And the ninth one was Albert Einstein believed that, quote, we can't solve a problem while we're in the same level of thinking that created it, end quote. And the reason I think that's really important in light of what he said is because we did not approach any of this the way he approached it or the way anyone else approached it Mm. and so therefore we're looking at it with a whole different perspective Mm -hmm. we're not sitting here with i'm going to say it rachel maddow and anderson cooper and everybody else who's sitting there and bashing them i mean i'm not supporting them but i'm not interested in bashing them either because that doesn't get me anywhere that just keeps me in the name calling energy exactly and i think what's more fascinating to discuss is what he's doing from an energetic standpoint, which is what what we are focusing on. And that one quote is is interesting because I'm not interested in I'm not interested in sitting in the White House. <laughs> you know, I've read a lot of things and I've heard, you know, stories about other presidents. Some of them 
thrive there. Some of them thought they were imprisoned. Mm. It was like very much feeling, um, you know, separated from everyone and kind of very lonely. And a lot of them really didn't do very well there. So it's interesting because he's in the White House and we're not. Mm -hmm. And I have no aspiration of running for the White House. Me neither. Any, you know, yet I do have a huge, insatiable appetite to understand the energy. Mm. So that's the first thing I want to say. And if I might, if you Mm -hmm. don't mind, I'd like to go to the second one. Which, and I, I got to put on my glasses, it's uh, number 10, which says physics challenges that when you observe something like a stone, for example, you are observing the effects of the stone upon yourself. So I'm just going to say this and then you can go crazy with it. Mr. <laughs> Trump, if you have listened to these podcasts and you read this book, you have changed. Mm. You have no choice but to change because that's what science, the law of that scientific principle states. Mm. So I'm going to just throw this out there. You know, we talked about Oprah running for president because it's changing her her habit, her norm of dealing with dysfunction and the self-help. It's like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. And move out of that, I need to fix everyone and and be the example of someone who's been fixed and moves forward real strong. Mm -hmm. And the the other side of that is, I would say to Donald Trump, good luck. What are you doing? You're doing this. He's actually stuck the way we said Oprah's stuck. Mm -hmm. He's doing the same thing over and over and over again. He's got to be bored as anything in this presidency. He throws, you know, what he does, he does all the time. He's almost like the gerbil caught in the wheel. He's doing the same thing. Mm. And now that we've put this out there and he's listened because we can tell by the tweet, Mm. he's changed. He has to have changed. So what is he going to do now? What is he going to do now? Really good question. Really good question. And, And we all change every day. Yet in this situation, it's funny because I can't help but feel, I mean, this has been a really cool case study to watch. It's Mm. great. I didn't have to run for president. I didn't have to go out there and do anything. But I can look at science, which scientists already tell us, and look at relationships and utilize all, you know, the the background that I have to to understand with my intuition, you know, what's going on and what the maneuverings are and what the manipulations are. And I find this tweet... You know, very interesting, mm. yet also very manipulative. Because well, he can be the hamster on the wheel, but he can also, I mean, he's done in the past. He's shown what he's done in the past. He can also turn around and pivot from that. So you can get trapped in that and say, oh, well, he's, yeah, because I want to yeah. say, you can get trapped in that and say, oh, he's, you know, saying, I'm here, you're not, blah, 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 blah. Is he really? I mean, that's a trigger phrase because it's in quotes. That's a trigger right. phrase. And you mentioned, because um, I wasn't looking at Twitter, but you mentioned <laughs> the responses where, well, he's got to be running the country and he should be focusing on other stuff. And why well, is I he think commenting that what they on said, that? The narcissism, and they were saying that you have a job to do to the job. Trump's in the news. He's in the news. He's always in the news. Every time you turn around, it's something. But, you know, nobody talks about the real stuff. Well, somebody does. That's right. Check out our podcast, Oprah vs. Donald. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Julie, you don't do trivia like everybody else. 
I started with the Christmas trivia book because I found all this really interesting Christmas content. And so I started making really fun questions. Stuff that nobody else has asked. But you didn't stop there. Nope. Um, working on Halloween, Samhain, and trivia on magic in Salem. And love trivia that's going to be a bit X-rated. You have another one. Yes. We worked on it together. The Kabbalion trivia. It's an ebook. It's on Amazon. And you might end up thinking about the Kabbalion in ways that you would never have imagined. This is Susan. I'm here with Julie and my daughter Danielle. She's excited to be a part of these podcasts. It's been great hearing you guys, <laughs> wanting to be here with you, and now being able to be in the same room. And is that what you felt when you were listening to the podcast? That you were oh, right yeah. here with us? Every time you guys laughed, had jokes, and every time I stumbled, I felt like I was there watching. <laughs> and I have to admit it, she said the most enjoyable podcasts are when I went for Susan's jugular. So sometimes I'm like, this isn't fun <laughs> enough. Let me at her. And I'm still standing. Oh. Of course you are. All of the podcasts are getting even more energized. We're expanding our own minds and our own vision, and we're sharing it. If you are having fun listening to us, you can email us at energeticinvocations at gmail.com. If you want us to do a book reading, to come out and do a talk, we're in the Boston area. Unless you want to pay expenses, feel free to email us. We're here. Ever have something happen and wonder, how does this relate to my life? Often, it's in your perspective. Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change, can help you clarify your perspective. Susan and I wrote it for ourselves to process what we were experiencing. Face it, we all experience similar situations. It's our reactions that count and often against us. Awareness is a commodity today, so raise the value in your journey. Do the work with Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change and Energetic Invocations series today on Amazon. So, so you know, what I wanted to say in response, and I kept on saying, hurry up, we're going to do this podcast, was that it's really funny because if you go to an office and you have a water cooler conversation and somebody talks about something and you go back to your office, you're very narcissistic about how does this affect my job? How does it affect mm. what I'm doing? How does it? And you're thinking about this kind of thing. Well, I have the big office. He doesn't have the big office, so he's not going to get that promotion. Well, isn't that what he's just kind of tweeting? So it's kind of funny because, you know, he works in the consensus, if you want to say, for lack of a better word, of the American people. So what is his business environment? I mean, his White House is also where he's, quote unquote, living. I mean, you know, because I say, mm. quote unquote, because many presidents live there and that's where the president lives. That's where we know him to be. But he also has his other locations. Yet again, you know, this is kind of office, you know, kind of water cooler conversation, but he doesn't really have an office in a water cooler. I mean, he's the president. He's got people that come in and he's got to work through different situations that he's readjusted to what his, you know, qualifications are to be there. How we said he's readjusted what the presidency is, you know, he's kind of made it different in what. So the only thing that I, I, I hear what you're saying, I, I, and I just think that, um, my question now becomes, because if you go to the energy, he's been stuck in the same pattern, whether you want to call it a habitual response that he has. And, you know, you read his books. I didn't read them. And I'm just, um, you know, 
what you've told me is, you know, that was a lot of his history. He goes out and he argues with people and that's where he kind of, we talked about that, his, his right. energy. And right. so I, I kind of would wonder at some point, it's if it's like, that's what your expertise is, and he's very good at defining it. Don't you want to move on? Like, don't you want to do something new, something different and handle it? in a different way, not as a back down as, oh, I'm succumbing to what it's what we I'm trying to get across that we said this to Oprah, why she should run. It's because it's doing something different. It's 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 exposing and not for other people, for herself, a different part of her to to run for president. And for him, I would think that the res this response is so like, isn't he sick of it? Like, wouldn't he want to do something more to expand more of who he is as a person? It's got nothing to do with anyone else. And actually, when we talk about Oprah running, that's why I feel like she is going to have to. It's got nothing to do with people. It's got everything to do with her own self-development. I would think it's, it's something that's out of your comfort zone. So Trump goes in and he says, I'm in the White House and they're not. You could, however you want to define it, but it still goes back to his old habitual responses. Mm. And I would think for him, I'm, mm. I'm using the same logic on him. Wouldn't mm. he want to do something different? Mm. And, uh, and, and that's what's interesting is, is when I look at the book, the book that we wrote, where I, why I keep going back to it is because it's just perspective. Right. It's changing the way that you look at everything that's been done, everything that's been said. And we did many of them from Oprah's standpoint, but even from Trump's standpoint, I see this and I'm like, oh my gosh, he must have listened. He must have read it because now he's responding to it. And he, it's like he feels something and he's not, he's not responding in a, he's got to feel something that, you know, I'm, I'm sick of the same response. So you, you bring up a lot of uh, very yeah, fascinating a things, a lot of things. And that, that, that little, that little great outburst there, you bring in a lot of uh, great points because we know he's changed the skill set of the presidency. And, and this can mm. be aligned to all of us because you go in and do, you do something and you get stuck in that pattern, like mm. you were saying. So yep. he's changed the skill set. But if you're still around a bunch of bacha galoops, yeah. <laughs> really, there's no empowerment there to, to, to get you moving and to get you making deals and to get you going out there. And we don't know what he's doing on the side. He could just no. be throwing this as a slab of meat exactly. into the American public. And they're just ready to slobber all over it. Mm. Ah, what's he saying? Ah, what's he... And, you know, the funny thing is people love to talk at the water cooler or whatever the heck you want to say now, you know, in the break room, blah, blah, blah about what's going to happen, what could, you know, the gossip, but people live on that in an office environment. And in the White House, if you're not political and you're not, you know, again, I've never been there. I've, you know, consumed a lot of different things about it, whether it be reading interviews, books, not just from Donald Trump or about Donald Trump. And it's it's kind of contrived to the sense of, you know, there's political people there. And even if you look at who's, again, we like we said, who's thrown their hat in the ring to run, the playing field's getting huge, yet he's changed the skill set. So who else is equatable to his skill set, Oprah, you know, who's been in that environment? And if you're looking for, you know, someone, and we've said this before, I, I don't play golf, I've played tennis, but if you're looking for someone to play a tennis game with, you want someone who's, you know, at your 
level or better. You want someone better. Exactly. You don't want someone exactly. You want someone because you want to do more. And if someone's in that alignment of that same industry, you know, you don't want someone from the political realm who's going to hunker it down to all that. That's going mm. back in the past. Right. And there's no mm-hmm. one that's thrown their hat in the playing field, you know, to say that had their hat in the ring to say, hey. You know, I want to run, and, you know, this is wild. So, you know, it's funny. I just heard when you were saying that, because that was that was a, a great leap. You know, when Oprah, when people were pushing Oprah to win, yeah, to run, <laughs> they go, <laughs> to run, um, she had said, um, I guess, whether it was through a, a tweet or whatever, Trump said, oh, I already know what her weakness is. Mm. This tweet tell, tells me what his weakness is. And it's funny because when I was coming, I was out today. All I kept thinking is people tell you their weaknesses all the time, all the time. If you just listen, they tell you their weakness. And I hear it all the time. I hear people's weaknesses all the time. They And I don't react to it unless you like come after me or you come after someone <laughs> you really love. And I go right for the jugular and I feel terrible afterwards and I retract it really soon because I don't like doing that but if you don't take anything personal people tell you their weakness all the time and this right here tells me exactly what his weakness is and even more than what we said in the past it's like oh my god Mm -hmm. it's almost actually it's funny because we keep talking about his weakness throughout our podcasts and we don't do it so much in the book because we just focus on the energy yet this tweet makes it very clear. And so if Oprah were to run, I mean, here's, here's the, you know, if he's, I got to believe he's going to be the, the hardest, you know, opponent. He would be the most, mm-hmm. you know, significant opponent out there. I mean, as opposed to some of these other people we've seen who are going to run and it's like nothing. Well, so, you know, his kind of past MO is that he's um, looked for that strong opponent. I mean, he's looking right. for a good competitive, right. you know, bolt of, right. and if there's nothing there, I mean, we all know, know. you go to a job and you're kind of in a yeah. dentist and you're like, okay, all right, I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. All right, I'll go to, you know, mm. I'll, I'll, let's go to lunch. Okay. And you, you start, you know, pumping out these things that aren't really, they're just distractions. They're not really where you want to go to get that empowerment to move forward. And so when you're in that political playing field, and I have to imagine, I've never lived in Washington, D.C. I've drawn through it, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you have to imagine it's all, well, that's important because, you know, it's the same thing, probably about being in Silicon Valley, about being anywhere. If you're having all of the same in that energy, in that environment, I mean, where do you look for, for something different? You want a different conversation. It makes perfect sense that, you know, he would find this different conversation to want to propel from. Why wouldn't you? And that's why we saying, hey, Oprah, hello, here's a different conversation. What are you going to do with it? We know you're out there listening as well, and we're not going to say why, but, you know, that's cool. And we're having this conversation to kind of ask that. You well, know? So we're trying to actually have a conversation that no one else has. Talking about the energy, going into the, the the science that supports the energy and thinking about it differently. And that's what I think that's what can also come from an Oprah Trump campaign. Yes. Well said. 
Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts along with our Donald Trump and Oprah books for this series. Find great music by New Threads on iTunes, Spotify, and on newthreads.us.